Good morning if you've just tuned in. So nice to be with you. The name is Sylvana Brown in the zone with you right up until about uh, 10 to 12 today. The time now, it's just gone quarter past 10. And as mentioned a little bit earlier, I've got Johan LaRue joining me in studio. And today we are going to, going to be talking all about suicide. A very good morning to you, Johan. Good morning, Sylvana. Thank you very much for having me back. I'm looking forward to uh, what is a, a difficult, but I think a, an important conversation for us to have today. Absolutely. And I was I was saying a little bit earlier, uh, just before the news, I was saying that uh, it's quite a topic of discussion. But, you know, with uh, the 10th of September being World Suicide Prevention Day, I do think it's very, very important to discuss this. Not always a great topic of discussion, but to create that awareness as well. You know, and it's important for us to be able to identify exactly what a suicide um, possibly have a friend or a family member or someone that we know that feels suicidal from time to time. So uh, on that note, why is it so important? Why is the day in terms of World Suicide Prevention Day so important? Let's start there. Yeah, so I I think you just mentioned there, it is a a difficult topic for us to talk about. And I think that's why it's so important for us to have that day where it almost forces us to talk about this because it is a reality for a lot of people. And maybe just to mention up front, it is a difficult topic and and this talk is is not providing therapy it's just there to keep the conversation going for educational purposes Mm. and um and we'll talk a little bit more about what to do if people are feeling suicidal and uh, in in in, and the the numbers to dial and and we'll we'll get to that and i also just want to mention that can be sometimes a triggering conversation as well because we all have our own experiences maybe of people who have um died by suicide and it's complicated and, and there's a lot of guilt attached to that as well and just to mention that uh, it is a, a difficult conversation but it, an important one and and all the information that I'm sharing here today uh, either comes from the World Health Organization or from SADAC, the South African Depression and Anxiety Group mm-hmm. and those are two great resources and we'll provide some numbers at the end of, of the numbers that people can dial if yes. they do want to have more information. So yeah, the 10th of September as you mentioned, it's World Suicide Prevention Day and the whole of September is dedicated to raising suicide awareness. So the theme that the WA have had for this day over the last uh, three years uh, including this year is creating hope through action and this is the theme because they say it's a powerful call to action and a reminder that there's an alternative to suicide and that through our actions we can encourage hope and strengthen prevention so that is from the World Health Organization in the UK they've also just in the last uh, very recently in the last two days they've launched their new national suicide prevention strategy and that is the government's pledge to reduce England's suicide rate within the next two and a half years Mm -hmm. and their focus has been also on action to aid specific groups at risks of suicide and those groups include children and young people, middle-aged men, autistic people, pregnant women and their new mothers as well and they've introduced 100 new measures including a national alert system to combat emerging methods of suicide and they've also just refreshed the guidance for rest uh, for first responders so worldwide this is a conversation that is happening and I think in South Africa we also need to continue that conversation. Mm-hmm. SADAC is probably the leading group to provide information on suicide in South Africa. They report that there are 23 known cases of suicide in South Africa every day. And for every person that commits suicide, 10 have attempted. So they've also reported that 17.6% of teenagers have considered attempting suicide. And mm-hmm. over 20% of 
households have had one or more suicide attempts. So again, it just highlights that this is an extremely important conversation, an yes. extremely important day for us to remember and, and to raise awareness of suicide prevention. And it's also one that a lot of work still needs to be done on. I also just want to mention maybe up front i think one of the the terms that we prefer nowadays is that somebody didn't commit suicide that they died by suicide instead mm. because again it just shows that it's not necessarily somebody choosing or taking action it's yes. just this is kind of uh the they that's how they seem to to have the only way option uh, the only option mm. uh, that's the only option that that seemed possible for for people in that stage so it is a difficult conversation and a lot of uh, aspects to consider when we talk about this most definitely now Johan, tell me um let's let's delve into what are some of the warning signs and together with the risk factors of suicide let's go there yeah so i think um firstly just to say they all threats or attempts to commit suicide should be taken very seriously um in 75 percent of cases of of suicide the person get, did give some warning or they made their intention known to a loved one so if somebody mm-hmm. is uh, maybe mentioning that or they are, are threatening to commit suicide that's the first thing is that we do need to take it very seriously uh the risk factors are that that do contribute to suicide having a mental illness particularly depression bipolar or an anxiety disorder um, having a substance use disorder being very ill or living with a chronic or terminal illness or being in permanent uh, long-term pain um, suffering from a TBI a traumatic brain injury sometimes stressful life situations can uh, be a risk factor especially those that are prolonged including bullying or relationship problems mm-hmm. sometimes sudden stressful or traumatic situations like a loss of a loved one uh, having experienced childhood trauma and abuse having access to lethal means can be a risk factor as well Uh, being exposed to another person's suicide is often a Mm. risk factor and uh, past suicide attempts and then also a family history of of suicide and that of course means that having these risk factors for suicide doesn't mean that suicide is inevitable Um, it just means that if you or someone that you care about has one or two of these uh, risk factors it just means that we maybe have to be especially aware of of the warning signs in in people mm-hmm. uh, who have these risk factors. So the warning signs, uh, this is where it gets a little bit difficult because some of them are easy to see, some of them are very difficult to mm. see and they aren't always obvious because there isn't really any pattern or typical pattern of behavior of someone who is suicidal. But some of these warning signs might be important to look out for. Uh, firstly, somebody talking about dying or wanting to die, that is yeah. a, a, a good warning sign to look out for. Uh, somebody talking about feeling empty, Hopeless is a big one. If somebody feels that there's not hope, that's important to take that seriously as well. Um, if somebody mentions strong feelings of guilt or shame, somebody talking about not having a reason to live, uh, maybe starting to withdraw themselves socially um, is is an important um, warning sign to be on the lookout for. Giving away personal items, starting to wrap up loose ends, and in particular also saying goodbye to friends and family. Mm. Those are important warning signs to look out for. But then there are also not the obvious warning signs, and these are a little bit more difficult to, to pick up on. And the first one is any unusual changes in behavior so sometimes uh, a person who has been very down or very depressed for for a long time you might see that they are now all of a sudden feeling a little bit lighter or they're starting to to maybe do things again Mm. that might be an underlying warning sign because for some reason 
maybe that person has kind of decided that this will be the end for them and now all of a sudden their mood change and that's a difficult one to look out for but maybe just want to be aware of a changing sleeping patterns uh, somebody all of a sudden starting to access lethal means is important uh, somebody might all of a sudden be starting to distance himself a little bit emotionally and then somebody also experiencing a lot of pain um, and that might that physical pain might just be mm. overlooked as a symptom of depression or also of, of uh, suicidal ideation so those are all the warnings signs and again there's no particular sign uh, that we have to be definitely mm. on the lookout for it's just all of them can be warning signs and, and we need to pay attention to them now if you've just tuned in uh, this is Holderberg FM and we are currently chatting to Johan Leroux Johan tell me what are the the feelings right of suicide uh, when when you are feeling suicide what are some of the tips or recommendations that you have so yeah some of the coping strategies when we do start feeling suicidal I think the first one is to tell somebody immediately to tell mm. somebody as soon as possible this could be somebody that you trust a parent a family member a teacher but it's important that uh, the person doesn't feel that they have to go through that alone so somebody mm. that they really do trust and somebody that will take that uh, them telling them that seriously if there's not anybody uh, that they know or that they can access in that moment is to call one of these uh, to call SADAC or yes. to call the, the hotline and we'll provide all of those numbers mm-hmm. at the end because I think those that's really important and to keep that on hand, especially for some people who maybe have some uh, or presenting with some of the warning signs or who do have some of the risk factors that we have mentioned. Mm-hmm. So first part would be to, to tell somebody, to talk to somebody about that. Uh, I think what's also really important is that uh, you make sure that you're not alone in that moment and mm-hmm. try and stay close to people as much as possible to try and stay away from alcohol or drugs in that moment because that just might, a- again, add uh, as a risk factor um, to to ask your family to yeah to keep you away from anything that you could be p- potentially using to to harm yourself with mm-hmm. and then also um, again you might feel that you just want to be alone and withdraw but that yeah that's probably not a good idea just to to yes. make sure that you surround yourself with one or two people and mm-hmm. if you don't have those people close by um, just to try and keep pictures of your favorite people your favorite pets just something that might make you feel that this is something that you you can offer you a little bit of hope but yeah most importantly is to tell somebody and and to get uh, professional help in those moments yeah. as quickly as possible. So I have to also ask you, Johan, so uh, what if you are faced with a situation where you need to help someone that is now suicidal? They've now, you know, said the signs are there. They've also said that they're not feeling worthy or just not feeling the need to live. How would you possibly, I mean, it's one of those tough situations but how would you deal with someone uh, and helping that person with uh, wanting to commit suicide yeah that is that is really difficult and sure. and i think the first thing is just to take all of that seriously to take mm. if you see the warning signs if somebody's saying that uh, or or making um kind of yeah just uh, letting um yeah just just sharing some of that with you it's just to take yeah. that very seriously and and to really try and have the person's best interest at at heart there is again it's it's very difficult to know exactly what to do and mm. i think the first thing is to take it seriously the second part will probably be just to be involved in that person's life to make sure that you don't just leave them and say okay goodbye mm. and good luck and just really be there as much as you can for that person uh, and and to get involved and, and one of the the SADX guidelines or recommendations yeah. is to use that active listening so really be listening not tell the person oh but you've got so much to live for and downplay what they're feeling mm. but just really actively be listening 
listening to what this person is is telling you um also i think what's important is to really share with that person that you are concerned for them and say that this is something that that you don't want to kind of let let go you want to kind of help them through this and and speak to them yes. through this um don't attempt to argue somebody out of suicide because again just avoid saying things like you've got so much to live for or mm. your suicide is going to hurt your family that's probably not the most helpful thing oh, to gosh, say in that yeah. in those moments um but rather just to encourage the person to to seek professional help and help mm. the person to make that appointment as well often when yes. somebody is feeling like that it's very difficult to even make that appointment or to to phone the hotline yeah. so be involved in that person's uh, recovery journey as well um so yeah help the person uh, as much as you can directly mm-hmm. asking them how, what you can do to to assist them in that moment as well um and and again just being there with that person in that moment um i think what's also important is again just to once you are immediately there for that person to realize your limitations as well because you have to mm-hmm. look after yourself and to then get the help of a professional person or to contact SADAC or one of the other hotlines yes. um, and, and to walk them through that journey and to have them also provide the professional help which maybe that you, you are limited in, in offering um, because it is a very difficult situation for you and the person who is experiencing this as well. Um, also, if you feel that this person is a high risk for suicide, to not leave that person alone. And uh, if that person is in the crisis situation, just to remove any form of life-threatening action uh, from them and to, again, get that yes. help as quickly as possible and to get the professional help as quickly as possible for that person as well. Wow, Johan, what a topic of discussion. Well, thank you so much for your time here at Holderberg FM today. Now, tell me, in closing, those very important numbers, you know, for anybody that is wanting to make contact and need some help or just some information about how to go about this. Yeah, so we'll probably go through the numbers quite quickly, but if, um, I think even, and I saw it again, just researching for this topic, if you Mm. Google suicide, immediately one of the first things that pop up is a hotline that you can dial. Okay. So even if you don't have the numbers on on hand, just Google SADAC, Google the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, uh, Google depression. Even if you Google something like I have depressive symptoms, mm-hmm. there will probably be a suicidal hotline number that comes up. Uh, so a couple of groups that I can recommend. Lifeline, uh, the number to dial there is 0861-322-322. Three double two, and then also SADAC have a couple of numbers to dial and you can find more of them on their website the number to dial in, in daytime between 8am and 8pm will be 0800 21 23 and then the number to dial between 8pm and 8am is 0800 12 13 14 um and i'll yeah I'll, I'll pass on these numbers to you as well if you want to put them on on the yes. facebook page or on twitter or anywhere like that mm-hmm. uh the website to go to there sadak.org uh you can also sms 31393 and somebody will respond there and then also what is amazing in south africa is that we have a 24 hours uh suicide crisis line okay. and it's available in all 11 languages of south africa or all official languages of south africa mm-hmm. so the number to dial there is 0800 566 seven five six seven so those are all the numbers to dial and again allowing somebody to be part of that to just allow somebody to help you in that moment is really important uh so just to to contact those numbers and to to get help as quickly as possible for you or for somebody that you feel might be in that position Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time once again, Johan. And if anybody would like to get hold of you, how do they go about that? Yeah, people are welcome to go to my website, uh, jlrpsychology.co.za or just Google Johan 
Rue Psychologist, uh, my website should pop up there mm-hmm. or just Google any psychologist in Somerset yes. West. There are some incredible people who, who are able to assist uh, in situations like this, but also in, in other situations as well. And I think, again, uh, this, yeah, no, and, and thank you for just allowing me to continue this conversation and mm-hmm. just to be able to, to share information on it and, and really hope that this conversation won't be one that we are scared of. It's not always yes. comfortable, but that it is a conversation that we continue with because it is a really important topic for us mm-hmm. to discuss. Absolutely, I agree. Well, once again, thank you for your time, Johan, and you have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you. Same to you. Thank you. Bye.